And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Mythbits. Hey everybody, and welcome to the World of Mythbits episode, I don't know, because as usual, I am never prepared, uh, episode 81, episode 81, I am your host, Stephanie Birdie. I had something goofy I was going to say, and when I got to the part where I was supposed to say it, you know what, I forgot. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just, I'm your host, Stephanie Birdie. Yeah, still coughing. Not as bad. Allergies are getting a little better. Allergy meds are starting to do their thing. Yay me. Um, so this week's housekeeping, I have the next two contestants on the open contract challenge uh, to announce, which I will announce. You know me. I will drag this out as long as I possibly can because I'm evil that way. ha. <laughs> Just ask the myth master. He knows. <laughs> so to recap from last week, we had contestant number one, Gabriella Balcom, and contestant number two, Vincent May. That was my attempt at applause. I don't have sound effects. It's not in the budget. <laughs> okay. So um, how was everybody's week? Yesterday was Mother's Day, and I heard from one of my children. I have three. I heard from one. Um, one I don't expect to hear from, but my oldest boy, I expected to hear something. I heard from his wife, so I'm assuming that it was a happy Mother's Day via proxy, by proxy through his wife and my grandson. <laughs> so... I'll forgive him, I suppose. Um, and I wish my mommy a happy Mother's Day. And this is the first year in my 40-some-odd years of being alive that I have not been able to wish my grandmother a happy Mother's Day. For the simple fact of quarantine, she is in... Um, a home because she has, I mean, she's not even, she probably doesn't even know what day it is and wouldn't remember me saying it. Um, she has advanced Alzheimer's. So basically now we're making memories for ourselves. She doesn't remember. She has no recollection, but it was weird. Um, not seeing her and not talking to her and, and wishing her, you know, a happy Mother's Day. Because I always wish my mom, my aunt, and my grandmother a happy Mother's Day. Because the three, yes, it took three. The three of them raised me. And at various points in my life, one was more prominent than the other. But it took all three of them to raise me, to be the woman that I am today. And, um flaws and all. 
you can ask my husband who he blames some of the flaws on. <laughs> He'll tell you my mom. Um, yeah, so it was weird not wishing her a happy Mother's Day. I mean, I'm glad she's safe and, you know, I will do what I need to do to keep her safe. But it was weird. And, yeah, it got me thinking. It got me thinking to, I have several of my friends that um, their moms are no longer here. And it hits them, and their grandmothers are no longer here. And I was upset because I couldn't say it to her, and she's still alive. And it got me thinking about um, how they must, what they must be going through. You know, here's this day that is pretty much, you know, crammed down your throat everywhere you turn. And you can't participate. I mean, you can have a private moment. And, and if you believe in that kind of thing and, and talk to them, you know, like you would with them sitting right there. But, you know, you know they're on the other side. But my heart went out to especially my friend Carol. Um, she just lost her husband too. So my heart went out to Carol and, um, Jenny and a few of my other friends. And it got me thinking to those that, those dads doing double duty and not by choice. And, um, my heart went out to them too. Because I know a lot of dads are like, no, 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 you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, well, you are, you are doing double duty. You have to be there for all the, the, both sides of the questions. You have to be there with the answers. Sometimes you don't know the answers because, you know, they're not questions that you would have normally in a perfect world have to field. So... I want to wish a heartfelt day, a heartfelt day to everybody who is missing somebody or who could only call somebody and couldn't be with somebody. Um, I was just doing their best to get through the day. So, yeah. Be thankful, be grateful for what we have. And when you're in a situation where it feels like the entire world is doing something that you can't participate in anymore, remember the times that you could. Hang on to the happy thoughts. So that's my happy, happy, joy, joy for this week. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh... I guess because I was feeling sorry for myself because um, I only heard from one of my three children today. But I do know my oldest is struggling with quarantine. Um, and his his entire world has kind of been micro-focused now onto his wife and his son. And it's hard on him. I get it. I understand that. So, anyway, happy Mother's Day. 
<laughs> oh, being a parent is so much fun. <laughs> My daughter is officially, officially moved out. I mean, we still have a lot of her stuff here because she can't move some of her stuff out yet because they're looking for a two-bedroom apartment. They're living in a one-bedroom, so she's kind of... Her room is the living room. Um, but all of her cats, save for two, one is mine, one is her dad's, um, all of the four cats that she had in her room with her are gone. She has moved them out. They're gone. They're no longer in my house. I am down to one dog and two cats. That's it. It feels weird. I mentioned to my husband today, maybe we should get a puppy. I thought he was going to choke me. <laughs> he didn't, thankfully. Um, he did suggest we go for a drive, though. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that was interesting. <laughs> okay, right, focus, focus, focus. I got to stop checking my messenger when I'm recording because, yeah, I just got to stop. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so yeah, we I spent the day, um, you all know I've, I bought a car, and basically it's, I've been using it to run my daughter to her apartment in Penantang, which is like five minutes away, take my husband to work, which is, I think it takes me three minutes round trip, maybe four, I could be stretching it at five, um, and that's round trip. And, you know, taking them up grocery shopping, dropping them off, picking them up. So it hasn't had a really good run since we bought it. And in normal circumstances, I would have taken that little zoom zoom halfway around the countryside by now. It would have been down in the city at, at my, one of my best friend's places. She lives on this, <laughs> the street's called Hollywood. So when I go to visit her, um, Pretty Woman is, women is, woman is one of my favorite movies to watch with my mom. It's, it's a me and mom thing. And her and I quote that movie all the time. Well, at the beginning of Pretty Woman, there's this homeless guy and he's walking down Rodeo, I think it's Rodeo Boulevard or something. I don't know, he's walking down one of the streets anyway. And he's yelling out, welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? So whenever I go and visit Dana and I turn onto her street because she lives on Hollywood Boulevard or Hollywood Avenue, I think it is. Hollywood Avenue. When I turn onto her street, I yell out, welcome to Hollywood. And she's only like four houses from the corner. So in the summertime, when I have the windows rolled down, she can hear me. Well, she can usually hear me coming from um, Shepherd anyway, because I have the music so loud. <laughs> I like to drive with music when I'm by myself. Anyway, so she can hear me coming. So I yell, welcome to Hollywood. So nor in normal circumstances, I would have been to Dana's a few times already. I would have been to Sutton, to Lake Simcoe, to Crystal's a few times already. I would have been down to Grimsby to see my sister and my mom. Many times. All over the countryside. But it's not normal circumstances. So I haven't given it a good run. So my husband threw a bunch of, of stuff into the crock pot this morning. And he said to me last night, let's go for a drive tomorrow. Like, okay. 
I'm game for that. We Now that we have a car, we can get back to all of our old fishing spots that we used to have. And we had some really great fishing spots um, that we used to... But you have to drive to them because they're not in town. And when my Montana, when Hannah decided it was going to give up the ghost, we would borrow my mom's car when we wanted to go anywhere. Well, when she moved, that kind of put the kibosh on that. So we haven't been to the old fishing spots. We haven't been out to um, the spot where we get our reishi mushrooms and we harvest them ourselves out in the bush. And um, so it's been it's been hard. So today we had this one fishing spot that we absolutely loved and we took our granddaughter there. And it's basically a dirt road that kind of goes through the middle of this really big lake and a kind of smaller part of the lake that is kind of swampy and you get a lot of geese over there and beavers and we had little otters that were swimming around in front of us, which my granddaughter thought was absolutely amazing. She thought they were so cute and wanted to bring one home. I couldn't disagree with her, except for the fact that, you know, they're wild animals and they're happier in the wild. And, you know, we explained that to her and Lizzie and I both kind of, you know, kicked at the rocks and went, okay, <laughs> and left them there. Um, but it's, it's like not even, the road's not even wide enough for two cars. I mean, if two cars were to pass each other at the same time, it would be be a little tricky as to if one was going into down the edge and into the water or not. So we wanted to go back and take a look at that place and we're trying to remember where it was because the first time we found it, we found it by accident. The second time we found it, when we took Lizzie to it, we found it by fluke. <laughs> oh, right. Here it is. Perfect. Well, we couldn't find it. We went down every road we thought we had gone down. Um, and that's kind of how it happened is we just kept going down roads until we found it. And we didn't find it today. We did go and check on the reishi mushrooms. And according to my husband, they're doing fine. Not ready yet, obviously. But uh, we went and checked on our rainbow house in uh, Severn. And... Yes, Rainbow House. It's a house that is painted completely like a rainbow. Every board is a different color, and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and we kept driving, and we kept driving, we kept driving. We ended up in Coldwater, which I think is just the coolest little town ever. I love Coldwater. It's a tiny, I mean tiny, talking... Well, I will tell you what the population of Coldwater is, if you give me one second. Now, you have to keep in mind that this population count is also going to take into count all of the farms around Coldwater as well. It has one main street, and Coldwater is a fairly large spread out area, and it runs along the Coldwater River. So it takes in farms and um, a lot of off-grid forest land, plus the town... But it's only 12,250 people big. 
That's not very big. But it has it has this river. And the river is about three cars wide, maybe four cars wide, that runs right through the middle of town. Right through the middle of town. It is cool. Google, Google Coldwater, Ontario. And you'll see. It's the cutest, quaintest, most adorable little town. It's where I go every year for the Steampunk Festival in the summer, in July. And I go back in October for the Witch's Walk. It is one of my favorite little towns in this area. I just absolutely adore that town. Anyway, ended up going through Coldwater where we stopped and got road snacks because I didn't eat before we left. I I forgot to. And then I got hungry. And when we stopped to get gas because we wanted to fill the car up, um, I suggested we get road snacks. And my co-pilot said no. So we stopped when we got to cold water and we got road snacks. <laughs> you have to have road snacks. You have to have road snacks. It's mandatory. Road snacks. I mean, they can be healthy road snacks, but you have to have road snacks. So anyway. And I need a, I needed a charger cord for my cell phone for the car. I have one for upstairs beside my room. I have one downstairs by my computer. And I needed one for the car. Because I hate having to try and remember to grab the cords grab the headphones, grab the splitter, blah, blah, blah. I, I hate having to remember to grab all that stuff. I like having that stuff already there so I can just grab my phone, my keys, my wallet and go. So I've been looking for a cell phone charger and I grabbed one at the dollar store yesterday or at least what I thought was a cell phone charger. Yeah, no, not so much. It's a um, adapter so that you can swap files from an iPhone plug type phone to a US USB C plug Samsung phone, yeah. So I can share files with my mom when I see her. <laughs> but um, so I needed I needed a cell phone plug. So I found one. At the, the gas station we were at. I think it was a Circle K we were at. No. Was it a Circle K? It might have been. Yeah, a Circle K. Gas station, country style, coffee shop, pizza, 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 slices, place. <laughs> anyway, um, so I grabbed it and I didn't really read it. It said LED and I thought... That maybe it was just like the one end so you knew it was plugged in and charging. I didn't pay attention to it. Um, it was $10.99 so I grabbed it. And I got home. Took it out of the box. Plugged it in and went, oh wow. It's really, really, really cool. Both ends light up. The entire cord from end to end lights up. It's LED. And it lights up. Not only does it light up, but it also cycles through a variety of colors. So it goes purple and green and yellow and red and blue. Now, that being said, I'm not so sure that is such a good idea for the car at night. That's going to be awfully distracting and bright. So I'm going to have to see. It might get swapped out for um, the cord downstairs my computer because I don't think it's going to be really good upstairs in my room either 
when I'm trying to sleep and I've got the this, you know, cell phone cord all lit up, cycling through a bunch of colors, I'm going to feel like I'm at a rave. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I got a new cell phone cord, yay, and we got road snacks, and we carried on our way, and my brother called to wish me Happy Mother's Day. And he asked us, since we were out that way, if we could stop by the fish sanctuary and check and see if the chart were running. Because we all have our fishing licenses and we love to fish. It puts food in our freezer. And yeah, and we know some spots. So now this spot at the trestle, one side is the fish sanctuary. So you cannot fish on that side. The other side of the trestle is not. And it's basically, they're running on the theory, if the trout are coming upstream and they always go to the same spot to spawn, and that is on the the fish sanctuary side. So they figure if the trout make it to a certain point on the other side of the trestle, they're safe. Leave them alone, let them go upriver, and they gotta jump like salmon. And go spawn. So everybody fishes the other side. So we stopped to check it out. And I have the... uh, My sunglasses are um, polarized. So, I mean, it works better when it's sunny. But you can, when it's cloudy, you can see into the water. A lot easier than you can with the naked eye or regular sunglasses or glasses for that matter. And I didn't see anything while we were there. I mean, there were these two emo... I don't know what they thought they were doing, but they were fishing empty pools thinking that they knew what they were doing, but all right. (laughs) They had all the gear and they're wearing skinny jeans and had the emo cartoon hair and okay. But, uh, I mean, yeah, you want to be out in the wilderness and you want to fish. Great. As long as you're respecting nature and, You are respecting the laws of the land and the laws of the ministry. Perfect. See, we have um, sport fishing licenses, which means we can catch more fish than you can on a conservation license. Conservation license, it's basically catch and release. We are catching to feed. We want to put food in our freezer and we only catch, we only keep what we're going to eat. And there are limits as well. Um... The limits on a sport fishing license are higher than the limits on a conservation license. Like you can catch, I think, I can't remember, I think trout, it's like you can have three each, I think, or five each, I think. And they also have to be a certain, between a certain weight and a certain, at least a certain length. There's a lot of regulations. So you always make sure you bring... Um, a weight hook and you bring a measuring tape or your your fish ruler to make sure you're staying because you know the ministry can show up at any point in time and it is like you see on tv anyway so yeah we didn't see anything so we carried on home and we walked in and oh smelled so good dinner was ready and here we are that was my day <laughs> okay so First contestant, I might as well announce it because you've been waiting 20 minutes now. I kind of went off on a tangent. Um, Contestant number three. 
in the open contract challenge will be um hold on see i am total i'm always you guys would flip out if i actually came to a podcast and did a podcast where i was prepared and i had all my information right at my fingertips you wouldn't know what to do okay so contestant number three is j robert bellamy congratulations rob you are contestant number three yay why is that saying city in michigan i gave you we're, we're jumping back to cold water now I gave you the population of Coldwater, Michigan, which is wrong. I want the population of Coldwater, Ontario, Canada, where I live. Has a population. Whoa. Oh, Barry has a population of 128,000 people. Coldwater does not have a population of 128,000 people. Okay. I don't want around cold water. I want cold water. I don't know. It's like a well-hidden secret, apparently. Yeah, we went to Big Shoot today. We went to Little Shoot today. Um... Thought my husband was having a stroke at one point in time because he said something really ridiculous. I was we're we're always watching because it's a new vehicle. We want to know what it how it is on gas. And a while ago we were driving, and I said to him, "Oh, we haven't used any gas." And he says, "Well, no, the gas gauge won't reset until you turn the car off." Do what now? He says, "No, no, it'll reset when you turn the car off and turn it back on, and then it'll show you how much gas you've used." I beg your pardon? He said it again, and I thought, okay, my husband's having a stroke. We're just going to leave this alone. Because there's no way that a gas gauge is going to reset when you turn the car off. It is going to tell you in real time how much gas you've used. Because you need to know when you need to fill it up. Not when you stop the car, turn the car off, and then turn the car back on. And check, no, no. <laughs> So, I was teasing him about that today. <laughs> Again, he's not going to live that one down for a while. You know, there's there's a lot of boneheaded things that we do say, and we don't let each other forget them. So, yeah. The gas gauge will reset itself and tell you how much gas you've used when you turn the car off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought that was rather funny. I did, I did. I am so... I don't understand why I can't find the population of Coldwater, Ontario. It's boggling my brain it's hurting my brain is what it's doing i'm yes i am still looking for the population of Coldwater, ontario i can tell you the area codes for Coldwater, the phone telephone area codes 
the postal code for Goldwater time zone. There are 24 communities that are named Coldwater. Things that are near Coldwater. But I cannot seem to find the population for Coldwater, Ontario. I don't get it. This is bizarre. It's 800 feet above sea level. Gave me the population of Coldwater, Michigan. This is weird. It's like a well-kept secret, I'm assuming. That uh, cannot be right. Thirty-four thousand three hundred. No, that can't be right. I mean, I know cold water is huge. But 34,300,083 people. That has to be the population of Canada. Has to be. It can't be the population of... Yeah, that's the population of Canada. Okay. Gee. I start cursing in French in a minute. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good thing? Cold water. Okay, let's go to Wikipedia. Because, you know, they're always right. Because now it's it's like a mission now. I need to know. It was incorporated in 1994. It's in the country of Canada, the province of Ontario, and the county of Simcoe. I live in the county of Simcoe. Population 13,477. Woohoo! I found it! <laughs> yes, 13,000 people. 13. That's it. Coldwater, Michigan is actually smaller. So it's very small. Very small little town. But it's very cute. And I love it. And you should check it out. So, I just announced J. Robert Bellamy. Fellow Canadian. He, 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 he. <laughs> See, this is why I have absolutely no part, say, or anything to do with this contest. Because, you know, I'm rooting for my Canadians. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm rooting for my Canadians. And I don't want anybody to say it's unfair. So. Way to go, Rob. Woohoo! Way to represent. So that's contestant number three. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff I wanted to tell you too, but I can't think about it off the top of my head. I have been binge watching. Um, since my daughter moved out, she uh, is not here using the Xbox. Now, we didn't realize or know, I don't even think she knew she was moving out, and I got tired of fighting for bandwidth with her Xbox. Drove me freaking bonkers. It was a constant battle. And 
with quarantine and everything, she was home all the time. Which means the Xbox was on all the time. All the time. So, I called up my internet provider. Help me, please. Help me. Going crazy. Have my bandwidth upped. No sooner do I up my bandwidth, and then she ups and moves out. Okay, fine. We'll stick with the faster bandwidth, because it's really good now. Um, but now I can stream live TV on my computer. So I'm watching all of the TV channels that I haven't been able to watch in forever, because Xbox. So now I'm watching the Travel Channel and um, the ID Channel, invest, Investigation Discovery. And yes, I will watch my trash TV. I check out TLC because it's got on my trash TV. And I thought, wow, holy moly, been sucked into the TV land again. <laughs> and I've been binging um, the Travel Channel all week. And they have um, a lot of paranormal shows and weird stuff caught on camera type shows. And if anybody, anybody who knows me personally, on a personal level, knows I am all up in that stuff. I absolutely am enthralled with anything paranormal, anything supernatural. Um, I am a paranormal investigator. That is one of my hobbies. All the cool gadgets and toys. And if... Okay, I'm not going to say if because I have faith. In October, when Scarefare happens, I'm going to bring all of my paranormal toys with me. Um, so if you happen to be at Scarefare and you want to check them out and hold a real K2 in your hand or just, you know, because I know there's a lot of, I'm going to have my own car with me. I know there's a lot of haunted places around the area. And I know of one, maybe two people that would come with me. <laughs> check them out with equipment. So, Yeah. I'm all about that. So I've been, been binging a whole bunch of shows on the Travel Channel and loving it and getting a real kick out of some of the commercials because I haven't seen commercials in a long time because I stream all my stuff online and I watch it um, a day later. So say something comes out on Wednesday, I will stream it on Thursday because that's when it comes out on my webpage, on my site, and all the commercials are removed. So I don't see commercials. So when somebody's, oh, have you seen the trailer for this? Or have you seen the commercial for that? I'm like, no. Well, now I have. So I'm watching and I have to say, you know, <laughs> I think it's Allstate. I'm not sure. It's one of the insurance companies has this, the coolest commercial for house insurance. <laughs> There's two of them that I've seen so far. And the first one that I've seen, a couple sitting on the couch, and they're like, oh, yeah, we got a really good rate on our house insurance. You know, we, we got a really good deal in this house. There's a bit of a clogging problem. And there's this Amish family upstairs in the apartment, 
and they're actually clogging, like clog dancing. And they're doing it all through. <laughs> and then they talk about how they got this great rate on, on insurance. So the second commercial that I've seen for this insurance company, his husband and wife are sitting on the couch. And they're talking about um, how they love their house and it's great, but it does have a rat problem. And then all of a sudden it cuts to the basement and it's the band, Rat, singing their hit round and round. <laughs> the first time I, I, I laugh every single time that commercial comes on and I sing the song because you have to. But the first time I saw that commercial come on, I almost died. I was lying in bed. It was like two, three o'clock in the morning. I'm surprised my daughter didn't come running down the hall because she was still here at the time. And um, I'm surprised she hadn't, she didn't come running down the hall to see if I was okay. Oh, just, it killed me. <laughs> so, and everywhere they go in the house, there's the band, Rat, singing round and round in the kitchen and in the bathroom. <laughs> a bit of a rat problem <laughs> that was good oh okay all right we're gonna get to because i'm rambling now i'm gonna tell you who the fourth contestant is in the open contract challenge so so far we have contestant one gabriella balcom contestant two vincent may contestant three j robert bellamy and contestant four on the Open Contract Challenge is Jason C. Wint. Yay, congratulations, Jason. Woohoo! So that's the four contestants we have so far. Next week, I will release two more names. Do do do. So, um, I don't know who it's going to be next week because I don't have the list. I get two names a week. Two. That's it. It's all I'm allowed. Two names. So, I know as much as you know. <laughs> so, quit bugging me. You'll find out when you find out. Uh, congratulations goes out to um, Sean Klimek for his horror story, Dark Truck. He won member of the month. Yay. Way to go, Sean. There's my attempt at applause again. Really need to speak to the higher-ups about the budget. <laughs> Me a sound machine, come on. Um, and if you want to check out his story, go to www.theworldofmyth.com and you can read his story in our horror section called Dark Trek. Trek, yes, or you can go to his contributors page and it's there as well. So, congratulations, Sean Klimek, for his horror story, Dark Trek. Way to go, Sean. Um, speaking of the magazine, there are five days left to get your submissions in for our May issue. Uh, we are open to all categories except for art. Um, if you want to send some art in, it may get into this issue, but more than likely it will be if it's accepted, it will be in our June issue. So, all other categories, 
horror, action, uh, fantasy, sci-fi, humor, um, and poetry. All of those, we are open for submissions for those. So get your stuff in. Please and thank you. Remember, oh, excuse me, if you're new, put your author picture and your bio in a separate document, not the body of the email. Please and thank you. I would appreciate it. I love you. Okay, I think for this week, I am going to um, cut it short. Because my brain is just all over the place right now. I've had a very uh, busy day. And it's midnight here on Sunday. I'm tired. Turd. I'm tired. So I'm going to cut it off here and... Say congratulations to um, J. Robert Bellamy and Jason C. Wint for being contestant three and contestant four in the Open Contract Challenge. And remind you all to get your submissions in for the World of Myth magazine. And you can find us at www.theworldofmythmagazine.com. You can find us on Facebook at The World of Myth magazine. You can find me at the World of Myth Bits podcast. You can also find me on Facebook at um, author Stephanie Barty. I, we are all over, everybody is over on Twitter at the World of Myth Magazine and the World of Myth Bits podcast. And me, Lupa B. You can find me also on TikTok at Lady Lou, L-U, who, W-H-O, Lady Lou who, um, I do some weird, wacky, wonderful things over there. And we are on Instagram. So come find us. Come check us out. Come talk to us. Send us suggestions. Send us comments. Send us whatever you want. Do not send us your children. We will send them back full of espresso with a puppy. Just saying. So have yourself a good week, everybody. And I will talk to you all next week. See ya. The World of Misfits.